Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I am Maggie. I am Wanda. And we're here with a part two from last week's episode. This time, Maggie and Wanda are of age. We're going to be talking about university. Um, We're going to share some advice with you guys. We're going to answer the internet's questions. And we're going to play a fun game of truth or lie. Um, So before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. Nice. So back on the train of show recommendations, I started watching Ginny and Georgia on Netflix because Netflix did a great job recommending it to me. And it said it was number two in Canada. And I'm easily persuaded by popularity, I guess. I don't know what that says about me. You cheap. So the show's filmed in Canada, more specifically Southern Ontario, in this town called Coburg, Ontario, which is just east of Toronto, which is so cool because they feature a lot of local Canadian actors as well, actors and actresses. And the show touches on a lot of different issues that are going on, like it's very um, pro-LGBTQ+. It's very like feminist driven it's there's a very diverse cast as well and like the asian character is or the asian characters are not just like side characters or there for the laughs they're more of like they play like a good role like they might be secondary but they still play like there's a point to them being there and it's not because they're asian and they're not weird in any way that like make them just like a joke which is amazing to see Asian plural characters. Yeah. People yeah. of color. We love it. Honestly, a really good show. If you can put yourself back to when you were 15 and thinking about all the things that I guess you struggled with, which is very like relevant to our last episode as well, because she like really wants to be popular. She's never really had friends before. This is Ginny, the daughter. She's 15 years old. She's moved around all of her life. But the best part is Like, it's a very dark show as well. Like, dark not in, like, Riverdale dark, but dark where there's, like, plot twists. Like, similar to something like Dead to Me, where there's, like, a very, it's, like, almost, like, horror, thriller-driven backstories and everything. I was against this show because of what Taylor Swift had said about it, or because they had that one line that was, like, oh, you go through more exes than Taylor Swift does. Um, And Taylor Swift's, like, in for international history women's history month she was like oh like can't believe like netflix would do this you guys like have my documentary on there you guys have like my stuff on there and you guys are like bashing me this is so random like happy women's day i guess so i was like yeah we stand taylor swift we're not gonna watch this show but then wanda started talking about it and anything wanda likes i tend to like too um so now i guess we have to watch it i didn't even put two and two together until when i mentioned it to you yesterday that you told me about it but I think it might be part of her character, Ginny, the daughter, because there are parts of the show where she really does kind of shame her mom for like a sex positive show. Like uh, she does kind of like slut shame her mom. The, I think that the that quote comes from her because there are like she does like narrations at the beginning and the end of each episode. And she does like. I don't know. It just feels like she's if she's so pro-feminist, like why does she shame her mom so much kind of thing? So it's like, I don't know if it's her character that's hypocritical or if it's just like the writing that is bad. I'm hoping like there's a point, there's like a reason why she's so like, I guess, conflicted in what her thoughts are. 
Yeah. I mean, resentment. Also, you're 15. Remember, when you were 15, you're a shitty person. Yes. Okay, Maggie, what is your update for this week? Um, so I finally watched that documentary, The Social Dilemma. And mm. like some some background, like I am very into social media. Like I, I like pop culture. Like I know all the trends and stuff. But I think the big difference is like why I don't let it control my life is because like I... I like turn off my notifications. I check it when I want to check it. The stuff I have is on private. Only recently, like my Twitter is public, but like I, I don't care about like likes or retweets or views, stuff like that. Like I'm very like, I'll do whatever I want. If I'm going to post stuff, it makes me happy. Why are you giving me the look? Except for the podcast. <laughs> Except for the podcast, because like I have goals there, but like for my own personal stuff, I don't have any goals. Like I think my Twitter is the best thing I've ever done. Like, if I were to be proud of one thing in my life, it's my Twitter account. God, I hope um, you never have kids. I think I'm like generally very good with social media. Like I don't let things get to me or likes or views or whatever like that. So I'm like, yeah, like I have complete control over social media. No big deal for me. Like I post stuff when I want to and I don't care if anyone likes it. Um, but when I was watching The Social Dilemma, this guy was like, oh, I spend like half an hour on screens. Like it's not that long. And I was like, yeah okay like I maybe an hour or two that's not bad and then he looked up his screen report and his was like two hours and 50 minutes and I was like oh that's that's not bad and then I'm watching with my friend Pravi and he was like wait two hours and 50 minutes is a lot like do you know how long that is that's like a super long movie you're spending that long on your phone that's intense and I was like oh like I'm probably around that mark too and I went to look it up and I'm at 10 hours I think on an average day. So I'm like, oh shit. That is a lot of screen time. I thought I had control over my stuff. Clearly, it has control over me. I am having a midlife crisis right now. Um, I don't know how to change my ways. Uh, I might take to Courier Pigeon. I have a lot of lined paper. I think it's just important to note here before you go out with pitchforks for Maggie that she doesn't really use her computer that much. Like, She's not like a normal person who watches like Netflix or like whatever shows on her laptop or she does things on her laptop other than for like actual work. So like everything she does is on her phone. Like she'll be playing Candy Crush while watching a movie in the tiny little like screen and screen box on her phone. And that's why she has like 10 hours of screen time on her phone. Like I don't think anyone spends as much time as Maggie does on her phone. And because my laptop is very shitty, as a disclaimer. Yeah. I can only use Microsoft Word or Spotify on it. But then I'm also like, what's so wrong with screen time? Like, what else? I don't have any responsibilities. I mean, Your I eyes. do, but like, fuck my eyes. Like, whatever. <laughs> we'll have like fake ones for me to use in the future anyways. Also, I am actually going a little bit blind, but it's fine. It's like from where I sit when I watch TV, I'm like, I cannot see anyone's face right now. Oh, my God. You're nearsighted. That makes so much sense. What is that supposed to be? It means that you can only see like if you're farsighted, it means that you can only see things like clearer when they're far away. If you're nearsighted, it means like you see things like you can only see things when they're close to you and not things that are far away. Yes, but so, what does it mean by this makes so much more sense now? What does that mean? Your phone is like, your phone's a small screen, right? So you always have it very close to your face. Oh. So, yes, and you're staring yeah. at this like tiny object, right? So it's like your eyes are being strained versus like staring at something like a TV, which is like farther away at a distance. So you should probably get your eyes checked out. Oh, I did this to myself. 
Yeah. I actually do have glasses, um, but I don't know where I left them. And at this point, I'm like, you know what? I look stupid with glasses on. Um, and you drive so, all the time, don't you? <laughs> yes, but I only drive in like my city and I know like where everything is. Like I don't need like to see the street. I don't need I to see. No, <laughs> I don't need to see to drive. Famous last words from Maggie. <laughs> Have it on my tombstone. I don't need to see. Okay, what's your beef or brush of the week? So I'm going to actually do both this week because I really want to keep talking about the show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But also very topical right now is that so my beef of the week is daylight savings and the fact that it doesn't have like daylight savings and daylight unsavings like they're both just called daylight savings right but that's not my actual beef. The actual beef is like the fact that you lose an hour in March because I usually go to bed pretty late, so around like 1 to 2 o'clock, and last night at 2 o'clock, it suddenly became 3 o'clock. So then I suffered with the anxiety of going to bed too late, and then I couldn't sleep. And they say that daylight savings causes more car accidents, like within like the first week, it causes more like disorientation, all of that stuff. So it's like, why do we even have it? Why not just keep time the same? I don't like having to put the clocks back or the fourth. You know, like it's just too much effort. I agree, but also I like having a lot of daylight. Like I'm a very like vitamin D person. Like if the sun is out, I'm out. Mm. But my second thing, my crush of the week is one of them is Felix Mallard, who plays Marcus in Ginny and Georgia. And the other one is Raymond A. Black, who plays Joe. And like looking at him, you might not think that he's that attractive, like right off the bat. But if you watch the show, both of them are very attractive characters. One's like the bad boy, and the other guy's like the sweetheart. I'm not gonna tell you which is which. You'll figure it out very quickly. I'm I'm sure I can figure it <laughs> when looking at them. Do you generally like the bad boys? I do. I think I don't. But I, it depends. It's a case by case basis. Like it's just like the chemistry that is there like it's just they just make it there's so much tension you know and i like that versus like the good guy that just doesn't have like they just don't have that same tension yeah that's fair i think i didn't get it i think the older i get the more i'm like why would you go for the bad guy look at how much grief he's giving you is it really worth it i agree with you 100 about like if it was me, I would never, like, if I was the main character in the show, I would never go for, like, the bad boy or whatever, right? Like, I would just go for, like, the main guy that she's supposed to be with. Like, he's smart, he's funny, he's talented and all that stuff. And, like, what does the other guy do? Nothing except create tension and problems for her. Like, it's just, it's unrational, but it's, like, I still like him. Like, if we're, like... A movie purpose, not for like a mm. real life purpose. That's fair. That's fair. Anyways, okay. what is your beef of the week? My beef of the week goes back to Prabby. What the hell, Prabby? Why did you call me out like that? Now I have a midlife crisis. After we watched the movie, he was like, oh, no, we were on the topic of Disney princesses. And he was like, I actually don't like any of them because they're all like, oh, save me. And I was like, dude, what the hell? Mulan? Uh, I fucking love Mulan. Like, she's my favorite. Or, like, Pocahontas. Like, and he was like, 
oh yeah but like i haven't even seen mulan and i don't think i need to and i was like no 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 like the live action you can forget but the cartoon itself and he was like oh yeah i'm probably not gonna watch it and i'm like this is a masterpiece how could you do this to me like you can insult me you can insult my family you can take my money but you can't insult mulan like this how dare you um yeah that's my beef of the week but even tangled is she ends up saving him oh yeah and then frozen it's more about like elsa saves her sister so there's there's literally like so many iconic disney princesses like modern day ones even like he he did bring up um brave like merida yeah um but he was like yeah like disney princesses are okay so i'm calling him out like mulan is iconic she ends up saving the day she brings honor to her family she's just so strong and powerful and everything and i love the whole like shang part where he's like oh you're a girl but he was like okay <laughs> My like, <gay>. yeah. <laughs> like they're questioning like the internal turmoil that he probably had to go through to be like oh my god i'm gay and then to find out that she's a girl and he's like Oh, yeah. I will also uh, double your shout out to Prabby. How could you? How could you uh, generalize Disney princesses like that without even watching all of them? I take this personally. Yeah, two thumbs down. Yeah, do not recommend him. <laughs> Would not recommend to a friend. <laughs> okay, moving on to our topic. So we're going to be talking about university, specifically our undergrad years. Um. So, Wanda, what program did you study and how long was your program? So, the program that I studied was a Bachelor of Computing from the University of Guelph because they didn't have a Bachelor of Computer Science, mostly because they didn't have the necessary amount of computer science courses for you to get a Bachelor of Computer Science. Anyways, I digress. It was a five-year program because I did have a co-op or multiple co-ops. In between wait for the viewers out there what does i say for the viewers i mean me what does bachelors of computing mean it's computer science light so normally what? if you get a computer science degree you get a bachelor of computer science or a bachelor of sciences and that's what like waterloo uft offers but we didn't have that so we have a made-up program called the bachelor of computing that if you ever want to apply for a visa to the U.S., they don't necessarily recognize it as a legitimate computer science degree, and you might have some issues. So keep Yikes. that in mind if you choose to go to Guelph for that program. Yikes. Um, so I went to school for an honors Bachelor of Commerce. Um, that just means business degree, and it's a four-year degree. Um, there is an option for internship. I didn't take it because I was like, oh, I'm working every summer anyways for internships. What's the point? What was it like in your program? Like, do you recommend it? I think that ever since I started going there, there's been a lot of better changes that people within like the administration have made just because it's growing in popularity. But because it was computer science, there was a disproportional amount of men in comparison to women. Um, I would say the program was 90% men um, and probably 70%, 70% white men. Like no one was like, even the popular and the cool crowd were still like nerdy white guys. 
Was this Jordan? Is Jordan part of this popular nerdy crowd? So I always say that, like, his group of friends that he had, like, throughout university always thought of themselves as, like, the popular group. Like, they were the group that, like, was the in-group or whatever. And I always used to make fun of him for that. And he would always just say that I was just jealous that I wasn't part of the group. Lander, if the group is out there watching it. (laughs) So... What was your program like overall? Um, I think you're right. I, I think like when I left, I think it got a little bit better. Um, I, I think when starting off, it was really weird. Like I'm, I'm very like on the fence about stuff. Like I didn't even think I wanted to go into business in the first place. But I had met with like a kind of like a career counselor who was like close to my family. And he was like, all the stuff you like like lines up with business why are you trying to go into the sciences hmm. um so then switching to business i still had like no idea what business is i kept thinking it was accounting and finance and i was like oh maybe i'll just go into accounting i guess um no don't go into accounting this is my recommendation to people don't do it um i think overall it was like a it was an okay program like i went to mcmaster university and it's like a really great university if you're going into the sciences business is like okay um the professors uh some some are great some are not so great um i I think it's like what you're gonna find at a lot of business programs is the finance bros um Mm. and we do not stay in the finance bros in this podcast what they do is they glorify the movie wolf of wall street almost every guy you meet is gonna have leonardo dicaprio as jordan belfort as his facebook cover picture um and they're just going to be talking a lot about suits and a lot about finance and uh, watch out. <laughs> um, I think maybe with a lot of schools too, there's always like that in crowd and like they, they drink a lot, like they party, they think they're like the cool ones. Um, and the professors generally like them too. They're like the cool kids of the program. And uh, they're, they're very into business or very into clubs. Um, so if you're like not in that group, they do kind of make you feel little bit excluded some of them are very nice um but generally i fit in well with the people who like didn't love business who who were like i'm here to get my degree i'm like i know what what the point of this is like i'm i'm like okay with this like i'm i'm a normal human being those are the kind of people i fit in with or the people who didn't love business i think i fit in with those people very well yeah that's why we're Um, friends nice we hate our programs yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not that i hated it but i was like i'm like okay with this program like i don't love it like it's weird to be like i would die for this program i love it Mm -hmm. this is great like i don't have that kind of school spirit maybe i just generally don't have school spirit in general it was i think it was a good program like it got me my job it has really great like networking opportunities Mm -hmm. um and i think it's only grown more um i actually got like my first job first full-time job because of like a networking session I did in third year and I just like continued my networking like continued like staying in touch with that person and then they offered me a job which was phenomenal and great but um even though I'm not into school spirit I think like clubs like extracurricular activities was like the reason it made my undergrad like so enjoyable um not necessarily like the studying and learning and everything it's like the friendships I made extracurriculars it's all great I paid close to 50000 just for that. Great. To make some 
friends, join some <laughs> clubs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, can you say, like, you have a lot of takeaways from your learning? Um, well, as a computer science degree. Oh, God, this is a bad <laughs> question. <laughs> like, if even now, like, because I'm doing it like an MBA, I wouldn't say I have that many takeaways from business. Maybe, like, I'm a bit more technical with how I say things. And I understand business a little bit more, but like, I wouldn't say I had that many takeaways from a business degree versus like something like a sciences. I think you can take more away from that. Yeah, fair. I think with business, it's kind of like, it feels like common sense, mm-hmm. but they just put it into theory. And it's like, oh, this is where I got the common sense from. This is where I learned mm-hmm. the business practices. Um, and overall, it was just like, I didn't, I feel like the biggest takeaways from my university was like and I think for MBA too it's just networking yeah like you're that's why business degrees cost so much it's because you network essentially like you're paying for your connections I hate networking I I I don't know how you you get to a point where you like it like it's it's weird when you're like oh I need to get like a purpose out of this but Mm -hmm. when you're there to like genuinely figure out more about the company or like genuinely make connections I think it's kind of fun I was reading an article for one of my management classes and that's basically one of the keys of how to make networking more enjoyable or how to be better at like networking for it to be feel more genuine is to not go in with a purpose but to actually just like learning for like Mm -hmm. opportunities or doors or whatever that it could potentially open Mm -hmm. but but um that that took me a long time I think like four years to finally understand like how to actually network because before I was like ew networking sessions gross I feel like so greasy talking to all these people and they probably feel like annoyed talking to me too like I'm sorry I'm just gonna go kill myself I'm sorry to like be here um but I think like it wasn't until maybe I was like close to getting my actual job that I was like, wait, networking is kind of fun. Like, oh my God, I have so many LinkedIn connections. Hit me up, guys. Like, DM me. JK. <laughs> I think in university, I was way more ambitious. Like, I don't know about you, but the business program, it teaches you, like, there's this weird, like, mindset that goes around, like, 40 hours, that's nothing. Like, you want to do, like, 100 hours, you'll work shit. Like, you'll, you'll hustle, you'll grind. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. So anytime I had interviews and stuff, they're like, what What do you want to make out of this? And I was always like, I don't know, like 40000 Like salary is not a big deal to me. And I'm like, wait a minute. Salary is a big deal to me. This is super important. And I don't want to like work 100 hours a week. Like I already work a lot. So 100 hours, I would probably die. Um, so I think like university, you have very like unrealistic expectations of what you want. And now that I'm like, like an okay like working person I I feel like my ambitions they're still there but they're like more realistic and not as bold now so maybe if I were to go back to school people would be like oh she's a loser because her ambitions are stupid and aren't as big as mine I part like with my MBA that's a hundred percent true like there are people who are willing to work like 60 hours, 80 hours a week, no problem. But like, I've never been that type of person. I've never had that kind of ambition to work more than what I'm being paid to work. Like, of course, like I'll do like one or two or like even five hours of overtime, maybe like once in a while, but I'm not the type to continuously work like 60 to 80 hours a week just to get the same salary as someone else. Work smart, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, 
it's unrealistic to be like, I'm going to work so many hours, especially at this age too. Like I think work-life balance is super important. Um, like you're, you're going to get burned out before you hit 30. Yeah. And don't like, do you, do you really want that? You want, you want to look like you're 40 when you're like 25? Like, no, come on. Don't let people. anyone tell you that work-life balance isn't important just because you're young, you don't have children, you don't have like responsibilities and everything. You are, you should be taking care of yourself just as you would when you're 40 like yeah yes you can work harder now because you do have less responsibilities and if that's what you want to do then go for it but also do not get shamed into doing something like working more than you should like just because like your coworker has a family that they need to go back to it doesn't mean that you always have to help them do something because they don't want to put in the overtime to do it yeah thank you that was great. Um, but back to university, how did you know you wanted to pursue this program? Um, process of elimination, I guess. <laughs> uh, the other thing I would have done was probably like go to law school eventually. But then like you can do any undergrad and still go to law school. So it wasn't like a set in stone kind of thing. My mom's in computer science. Um, so like I think that influenced me. Mostly it's for the money what is the kind of like the highest growing job opportunities and the highest paid, like people usually say like computer science. Right. And I mean, you could also be a doctor, but I got squeamish around blood. So that my parents took that off the table pretty, pretty early on. You beat you to high school dissections. I would never dissect anything. I was, that was actually pretty fun because they didn't bleed. So you kind of touched on it a little bit already, but like, how did you choose your program? Uh, same thing with you, process of elimination. Um, since science was kind of ruled out for me and I didn't really want to be a doctor. And also like, I don't love math. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little bit tricky. <laughs> also, I hate physics. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll do like the arts or something because I think I'm kind of a creative person. Um, but then I was like, oh, I want to be employed. Business. There we go. It's like the perfect blend of arts and sciences. Yeah. Um, so that's that's where I decided to take that route because I was like, I'm not going to be good at anything else. Let's just do this. I, I'm okay with like that choice. I think I I do exhibit the qualities of a business person. Mm-hmm. Um, not as extreme as I'd like to be. But uh yeah, I think I was way more extreme. Like, I think my I was very ambitious in school. But also I had, like, university was, like, my first introduction to, like, actual mental health problems. I don't know about you. But, like, it was it was messed up times. Um, first comment, please keep in mind that we didn't have a lot of options, I guess, to choose from that would be considered valid in the eyes of our parents. Yes. Um, also business. My parents did not like business. So even then, even choosing a program I was like, eh, about, they were like, oh, why are you doing this? Yeah, I don't, now that I think about it, I don't even know if my mom would have let me go into like an undergrad business degree. Yeah. But, I mean, I got a job out of it, so. Yeah. so shame on them. And then you have your brother who's in engineering who still doesn't have a job yet, so. So take that, mom and dad. Yeah, who's really winning here? Other thing, the mental health thing. Like, what happened? Uh, like, I think, okay. So I had also messaged my friends too to get their first impression. But I think first year university was horrible for me. Like, mm-hmm. I 
also disclaimer like I commuted to school I only lived like maybe 20 minutes away from my university so I was like yeah I'll just like commute it's no big deal um word of advice when you're in your first year I think you should live in residence I think it's a plus um but I was just like you know I don't have the kind of money I'm just gonna commute whatever um but I think it was tough because I was just like I didn't know anyone like the people I knew were from my high school but like we didn't have the same schedules so I was literally in a program where I knew no one and I was going through like an identity crisis and like I think it really like shot down my confidence too so like I was like I I think I like when I was coming out of university I was like oh my god like I know everyone I'm so extroverted I'm so confident like everything's great and it was like a complete 180 when I joined university um and I don't know I don't know what it was like I think over the summer or something I got like really bad like body dysmorphia and like really bad yeah like really bad body dysmorphia I genuinely thought like I was like the ugliest person alive so like I didn't make any effort to dress and stuff and I let people say stuff to me that I was like why why did I let people like say this shit to me like like they would they would just say things to me like oh like you're kind of fat like more than two people would say this to me there was like people I thought were my friends but they were always guys and also because I didn't join any clubs so like that didn't help at all and because like I'm a very I can't focus on one thing I need to have like a lot of things going on um call this ADHD I don't know I'm not diagnosed (laughs) but uh yeah so like that was really tough and then second semester I think like seasonal depression like hits you really hard Mm -hmm. so that's when like I stopped going to classes like I stopped caring I was just like laying in bed like 24 7 and I was like oh my god is something wrong with me like I have like no will to do anything I don't care about anything anymore Mm -hmm. and this would continue like four years so this happened to you too like the seasonal depression 100% especially in first year it hit very hard like I would just not get out of bed for anything yeah and that like genuinely scared me and the fact that it happened like every four years like every year like like clockwork I was like holy shit is something wrong with me like what what is this and I was genuinely afraid this would happen like after like I finished school and I was like oh my god like I'm starting to work now like I need to like show up to work I can't lay in bed but like it was perfectly fine like it was a little bit bad but not too bad so I'm like oh so school was the issue here yeah I kind of had something I guess similar I guess um so in comparison I lived on campus because Guelph is at least like a 45 minute drive away from where my home is and it was hard like so no one really from my high school went to the same school I did and I kind of did that on purpose because I wanted to be like oh I'm gonna break out of my shell I'm going to go meet new people like I'm kind of forcing myself to meet new people again like I did in high school but like it didn't go like I did meet some people and I'm like still like friends with them and everything but it was just like rough like living with a roommate that you didn't really like was rough like especially when you're in a room that's probably like three meters wide and three meters long like you don't really have a lot of personal space so like I tried to get out of my room as much as possible and at the same time I also skipped a lot of class like I never wanted to go to class um I still really don't but you know I do it like I I don't skip class anymore because I'm like I'm paying for this I need to go but Ah, I 
Yeah, I know, right? So, like, it was hard because it's, like, I didn't really get along with anyone in res. So, like, whenever I had the chance, I'd go to, like, um, another, like, university and hang out with, like, my friends there instead of, like, staying at my own. Um, Did a lot of drinking, partying. And also, because you're on campus and you have no one telling you to not eat bad food, and Guelph has one of the best uh, on-campus food out of all the universities in Canada... I gained like 15, 20 pounds in like my first semester. And ah, so freshman 15. Yeah. Like I got to a point where it's like none of your clothes fit anymore. Like it's real. Like freshman 15 is very real. And it's very hard to like overcome because like, like Maggie said, like the seasonal depression hits, you don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to exercise. You don't even want to go like outside of the building, take a shower or anything like it's like it sucks it's bad yeah Yeah. and it did come like it got better year after year but it did come back and like there would just be like certain periods of time like around the same month that where I'd just be like wow I really don't want to do anything like I don't feel like I can do anything like I don't even feel like I want to get up and stuff and it's just like you don't really know why yeah I don't have that anymore um even though I'm still kind of like in school Maybe like a master's is just like slightly different. I think maybe it was like burnout too, because like you're focusing so much on school. Like it's it's a lot of school. Like mm-hmm. it's twenty four seven on top of your mind. So like you can only do that for so long before you're gonna break. Um, and on top of that too, because you had co ops. Like I was always looking for a summer internship. Like it was a lot you had to be doing, like studying and then like put studying on hold, go to interviews, like that kind of thing. It's like constant go go go. Like there's no really a real rest. And even when you do rest, you're, like, drinking or, like, doing something insane. Yeah. (laughs) Like, how are you alive as a human being? It's honestly insane because I was one of those people who didn't really stay up all night. Like, I didn't really pull all-nighters. Maybe I did, like, one or two max in university. But even then, like, I felt like like I was always sleep-deprived in some way or another. Feel that one. What was the craziest thing you ever did in university? Um... So this is probably not that crazy in comparison to like other people's stories. But as soon as I turned 19 and it was frosh week and like I had like roommates that I lived with, I went out drinking like four times a week for like a whole month, maybe like two months. Um, So I shouldn't say say frosh week, frosh months, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Fucking year of university. Yeah. So shout out to downtown Guelph, but. On Mondays and Thursdays, it was dollar beer because like like they don't have as much traffic, right? Like on fri- like on Mondays and Thursdays in comparison to like Fridays and Saturdays. So I think to drive traffic, they made it such that it was like dollar beers, and like on Thursdays it was like two fifty or two seventy five Jaeger bombs, and that was amazing because like everyone would go out when you go out drinking Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You really have to really have to pick up time management. Did. So, like, <laughs> yes. And, like, I did learn a lesson from it. I am better at time management because of nice. it. But I also learned to not do that because my body could no longer take it. And that's when I was like, oh, my God, I'm aging. <laughs> Literally the one time. No, I think it was, like, when we went, like, on a Montreal trip. I'm, I'm like, not a big drinking person. Um, I don't choose to be like that. It's my body can't take it. <laughs> Like, my body will literally die after, like, one, like, shot or something. Um, 
So the one time I did do like three consecutive days of drinking, like my body shut down. Like I just had like a mental breakdown. Um, and I was like sobbing. I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I need to go home. <laughs> also me goes out the next day drinking. <laughs> it's um, hard. Like your body, like yeah. you sometimes it's like you're hungover until you have your next like drink and it's like oh okay this is not alcoholism it never got that far (laughs) I had a I had a control on it but I also did gain more weight because of how much I was drinking do you think university set you up for success your university did um yes and no I guess like there's certain parts of it like I mentioned like like the classes were okay um not really like a lot of networking opportunities and everything maybe not university itself but I remember like in second year where like I found out one of my courses like I was 100% sure I was going to like fail it and then like I was like crying in my room because I was like oh my god like I'm gonna fail this course I'm gonna take it again and everything and that's I think when I like stepped up my game where I was like, I'm going to drink a lot less. I'm going to like focus on schoolwork. I'm going to like dedicate myself. And like, that was like a complete 180. 180. Yeah. To who I was before, who was the person who like always skipped class, always um, like prioritized fun over like studying and everything. And like after that point and after like passing that class, barely, but <laughs> passing, I was like, okay, like now I'm going to like, hardcore focus on studying so maybe like university both gave me the freedom to have that like moment of like that reality check of like Mm. what am I doing with my life so I guess like university helped me there like it kind of gave me the whole like I don't know it cleared my head it gave me like what was like it helped me learn what responsibilities are and helped me like prioritize my life better and like learn more about time management so in that way like the soft skills really like I think kicked in in university rather than I would say like any thing that I learned in particular I echo that I think I never did anything like super crazy like I wish that was me but it's not um but I think like like generally like at home I'm like a very responsible person like I'm the one to like clean like whatever like someone needs me there like I'm there so because I was commuting, like I didn't have enough time. So like it was a lot of like tension in my family because they're like, oh my God, like Maggie, you're like never around anymore. All you do is like go with your, out with your friends or like do other things. And I'm like, no, this time is me commuting. Like it's not fun, people. And like they didn't understand that. So I think and like my problem too was because like I I wasn't setting like realistic expectations. Like I, I didn't like I thought I could do everything. So I would say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And like that's that's going to cause you to break down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like, yeah, time management was a huge thing, too. And like self-care is also very important. Like I still don't really practice self-care as much as I should. But I think it's super important, especially when you're actually of any age. I think self-care is important. Like you need to budget time for yourself or mm-hmm. else you're going to crack um university really teaches you those where it puts those skills into practice like no one's going to tell you to do these things like they might but you really won't learn until you do it yourself mm-hmm. like it's not realistic to say you're only going to study not join clubs you you need to like set goals like 
I'm going to join a club. I'm going to do this group work. I'm going to study. Like I'm going to go with my friends. Like it's, it's like a sample of what real life is. It's like a simulation of what mm-hmm. the real world is. Um, so I think in that perspective, university set me up for success because again, I am very not the type of person to have one goal. I like yeah. having a lot of goals. I like doing a lot of things. So be realistic people. Watch what you say yes to. Try everything once is what I would say, but don't mm-hmm. say yes to everything. Yeah. Some days you don't need to try once, like cocaine. Yeah, like I, we haven't tried coke. We can tell you you probably don't need to. Yeah. That's our advice. Thanks for watching. <laughs> uh, how is life now compared to, you, to your undergrad? I mean, you're still in school, but like how is life now? Yeah, I think like first year of my master's was like pretty tough like I would have class from 8 30 to 4 30 Monday to Thursday Ugh. and then I would it, it was like high school all over again right but longer and harder and the people sucked more um and on Fridays we'd often have to come in for like events that we had to do or like uh like conferences or like teachings and just like things that you didn't shouldn't have been mandatory but were mandatory um so like that was really rough but I still was able to balance like going to the gym four or five times a week and um, like still get everything done. Definitely for the self-care part, I echo that. Um, e- like even though in undergrad, I had a lot more like I was better. I, was, I got better at time management, and everything. It wasn't until like fifth year of undergrad and like first year and second year now of my MBA that I'm really practicing self-care like this semester I try to not do work um Saturdays and Sundays because like I want to actually take time off for myself and do things that like I want to do so for example this podcast this Sunday is podcast day and it's when I edit the podcast film the podcast and everything so that's like one day dedicated to myself and then like on Saturdays like I'll do something else something like else that is fun but then, like, Monday to Friday, I have classes, I go to the gym, I um, do, like, schoolwork, homework, and everything like that. So, like, it feels like I'm working, like, a nine-to-five job almost. Like, I'm compartmentaling my life into, like, different days so that even though, like, I'm still in school and I still have homework to do, it's not, like, drifting into, like, me time as well. No, oh, that's good. It's, like, the real world, but yeah. your master's. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just trying to get into like good habits and everything. Like, so I have like group members who have no idea how I can get work done faster than they do because I don't wake up until like 10, 11 every single day and I don't really start working until like 1130 at least. But I do stay up later than some of them. So maybe I'm just, I guess better at being productive the times that yeah I think that's the thing if you don't if you have certain days where you don't want to do work you start to be more productive on the days that you do do work so because you're like oh I want to make sure I have the weekend free you're like okay so then I need to finish this first and then like I want to finish it quickly so that I can have those days free like this doesn't always work you're going to have those days where you fall off the wagon like this week I spent a lot of time just watching tv on Thursday and Wednesday and Friday such that I didn't really get a lot of work done but like that's okay still like you can just you can make like a Saturday like a work day like you don't have to that's the one of the biggest issues with like planning and everything is that when people fall off the plan they think that it's the end of the world 
it's not like you just have to shift it you can move it to another day like just because you fell off one day doesn't mean you have to like immediately like just stop your entire plan just like work around it move it around kind of thing you can still have your you days and everything but like don't overload yourself with like that anxiety and that stress from just missing one day that's really great advice yeah be resilient I think that like goes back to university too like if you skip one lecture like make sure you go to the next one like you that doesn't mean like you can't go anymore because you're behind like it was one day just keep going um I would say life after university it's pretty excuse my French fucking fantastic um <laughs> like yeah it it's weird after you graduate um because you're like oh like my friends are still in school like I, you had this kind of bubble around you where you're like mm-hmm. oh like um like I, I'm too busy to like do this like I like I got stuff to do like school like clubs like that kind of thing you miss the excitement of it but it's just FOMO it's just Stockholm syndrome guys don't let it deter you the real world is amazing compared to university I'm sorry like my mom kept telling me like oh you're gonna wish you were still in university after this like you have to pay taxes you have to do real world stuff like have fun with this and I'm like this is amazing this is like so much better than university like yes you still have like work and stuff to do like you have priorities but it's like you don't have five courses to study at one time now it's like I got work <laughs> and then I can car- compartmentalize and I'm being paid to work where at school mm-hmm. I'm being I'm paying to do this um and like that's always 24 7 like I have to pull all-nighters and stuff with work I maybe pull an all-nighter like once a year and even then that's a, that's my own fault <laughs> um so I say life after school pretty great I think it really depends on the person too. Yes. That and is like true. Opportunities and everything. That is a very good point. I am very privileged. Yeah. I think my job is great or it's okay. Um <laughs> uh it, it changes from week to week. Um but that's normal. but I think yeah, I th- I think it's like a work life balance. I think in university when you get a problem, you're supposed to suck it up and take it. Mm-hmm. Um but in the real world it's like, wait, you have a voice here. If the dean doesn't listen to you, you can go to HR. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess like you can do that at school too. But I think like people, uh, another thing, working with people is way better after university because people are like, I could get fired for this. There are consequences. But in school, people are like, I don't give a fuck about this course. You could do all the work you want. I'm doing nothing. That is Okay, so when profs are always like, oh, I'm setting you up for success in the workplace. I'm just trying to emulate what it'd be like in a workplace when you're in university, right? But I always say that if this was a real life situation, there are real life consequences. So we have people like plagiarizing directly word from word from like different documents and stuff. We have people not doing their work and then you having to cover for them. But like, nothing happens to them. Like I've literally sent an email to a prof being like, hey, this guy does nothing. And I've talked to him about it and he still does nothing. And like the best that she could offer was I'll go talk to him or you can like rate him on the peer evaluation. But like, that's not going to drop his mark. That's not going to make him do anything, right? Like there's nothing that you can really do. Like if someone slacks off, you as the other team members are just at a disadvantage. Nothing really happens to them until they get to the real world where they might like actually face consequences for their actions, which is bullshit. It's 
give students like ways to deal with conflict and make sure they like know how to properly I guess talk to people and stuff but at the same time like if someone's not doing work kick them out of the group fail them out of the course like make them do the assignment themselves like have consequences for actions and like I don't understand when professors say that oh like I'm emulating real life because you're not yeah PBT group projects yeah group projects are way better after you're done school like I rarely dealt with a coworker who like did nothing the first week of class like your first priority is to figure out who's not going to be waste from yeah. judging people that's why you have to dress nicely for the first week of classes guys so you don't look waste like you don't want to look too nice but you also don't want to look too waste yeah. there's there's a there's a difference there so then you want people to approach you to ask you to join your groups like yes my pro- progression of university was like I dressed nicely, did my makeup in like first year and second year to slowly wearing sweatpants every single day for class and fifth year. Like in high school, I was like, ew, I would never wear sweatpants to school and university every single day. Like I wear the same sweatpants, yeah. <laughs> same sweater. I don't think I even owned more than like two pairs of sweatpants before I got into university. And now like I probably have like 10 different pairs of sweatpants. Okay, so we are answering the internet's questions um, about university because we are definitely pros. We've only gone through university once, once, but combined, that is two times. Um, Okay, so what is the best thing about being a university student? You go first. The discounts that you get. So a lot of places have student discounts for if you show your student card. We have like a student price card here, which is $10. And you get discounts on a bunch of stuff that like food and clothing and stuff. And like you think it's $10 and you think it's not worth it, but it really adds up. And also if you live in a university town, um, grocery stores usually have like 10% off for like Tuesdays or Wednesdays during the week so that you can save on your groceries as well. Probably not what you're expecting. No, it really wasn't. Um. I think the best thing about being a university student is using that university student card. I think like not knowing anything and being absolutely stupid is the best thing about being a university student. Mm -hmm. Like you can really use it to your advantage, like networking, like asking for help. And I know that sounds very open-ended, but trust me, it's, it's different. So based on what you're saying, I agree with that. Like same with the workplace too. Like if you're a co-op student or like an intern and you're in a university, like don't be scared to ask questions or to make mistakes because people expect it from you because you're in university. It's like when you're the lowest of the low on the totem pole, right? So people don't expect the best from you. And this is the best time to be able to make mistakes. Yeah. I really don't like the professors who I've had professors before who will just like shoot down anything I say. They're like, that was stupid. Why would you say that? And I think that's such a horrible learning environment. And it really does not encourage like, like your degree, like you're supposed to be thinking outside the box here. Mm-hmm. Like this is what university, like higher education is. And you're going to tell people that was stupid. Like, yeah, so wrong. Like so many business props were like that. And still is like some just shoot you down because it doesn't fit their narrative. Yeah, which is very stupid. Um, and I'm gonna fight them all. Like, line count your days. Your days are numbered, buddy, because of these fists. Meet <laughs> Wanda and Maggie. <laughs> oh, you named a fist after me. Other words, what is the worst part about being a university student? I think it's 
the amount of freedom you get. Um, like school doesn't really set you up for how to take care of yourself when you're living out on your own. So then you have people who don't know how to do laundry or cook anything other than like mac and cheese and ramen. They don't know how to like eat or like maintain like a healthy diet and drink water and all of those things. So you all like the worst part, I guess, is being thrown into all this responsibility so quickly and not knowing what to do. I think there's a lot of bad things about being a university student. One is like, I feel like people don't respect you as much. Yeah. Like I, I know my family definitely did. If I was like, I'm studying right now, like little, little respect. They're like, okay, like you can study another time. Like, you, like, shouldn't you know this by now? Why are you studying? Two part question here is university better than high school. And what did you wish you knew uh, before starting? University? I think university is better than high school. Like you get so much more freedom in comparison to uh, high school. So I lived on campus and I lived in the city when I wasn't living on campus after first year. So you get to make like your own decisions. You get to not have to tell anyone where you're going because even now, like now that I'm back living at home, I have to go tell my mom like, Hey, I'm going to go out with blah and blah. And then she'll be like, Oh, what time are you coming home? Uh, like I have to tell her what time I'm coming home. Like, even though when I was by myself, I had no one to answer to. Like, it's such a weird, like, going from living with by myself to coming back and living at home, you get, you go from being like an adult or feeling like an adult to going back to being a child. Mm. Like, you have to yeah. answer for everything again. And like, that was high school, right? You always had to tell your parents where you were going for a good reason, because you are 14 to like 18 years old. But to come back at like 22, 23, it's weird and it's something that you have to like get used to so freedom amazing what did i what do i wish that i knew before i started university eat better and drink <laughs> more water so, and don't drink so much alcohol that you start to gain weight from alcohol so like healthy balanced diet don't eat so much just because you have like a meal plan or something you don't need to spend unless you have to you don't need to spend all of your money on food sometimes like most universities let you carry that over for like a fee and everything oh don't buy textbooks new um first go see if you can find a textbook online for free if you can't do that go to your like university like trade whatever website that like allows you to like buy secondhand from other students do that before you buy from a university bookstore or buy anything from a university bookstore because complete ripoffs. A pen is like $6 there where you can get like a pack of pens for like 30 cents in the real world outside of campus. So like don't let convenience steer you away from getting a good deal. Buying and selling used textbooks has taught me more than my four-year undergraduate <laughs> business degree did. How to find demand people. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a huge thing. Um, I still have a couple textbooks actually, and I'm like, damn it! Like I should have just sold them. Like I was, I got too greedy. Don't fly too close to the sun. That's another thing. Yeah. If anyone's looking for an accounting textbook, uh, I still have mine. So <laughs> willing to sell it for a fair price. Just reach out to uh, me. Did the editions change? That's the Ugh. real question here. 
the okay that's the other thing you don't need to buy the newest textbook just because the edition changed it is very rare that they change that much from each edition like the most they'll do is change the chapters around or like change a few words such that they can call it a new edition like if it's a business textbook like it's not going to change year from year maybe for science it's a little bit different if there's like a new discovery in this field or something has been debunked like pluto's no longer a planet um but for business things don't change that quickly we're still using a lot of the things that people researched in like the 1990s yeah also i'm not recommending library genesis it is not a good site to download books and textbooks don't do it i completely agree university is way better than high school and yeah like i went through a lot of shit but it's still like way better like you yeah you get a lot more freedom um also the worst part about being a university student too is also i think the freedom like you you have a lot of expectations like unrealistic expectations set on yourself that are mostly other no are mostly yourself but it's like other people expect it from you too like you you're expected to balance a lot and you can't help but compare yourself to like your friend or something who seems to be balancing it way better um though I think university like people I think people weren't as open about their failures or no I take it back people were super open about their failures or they're like Oh, like, yeah, I pulled all night or it's like it's it's becomes like a weird comparison, like a flex game where you're like, I just pulled an all nighter. Like I've just drank like so much coffee. I like I pulled I pulled like a A, even though I pulled an all nighter and like studied for two hours. Like good for you. That's not good for me. I'm not going to study for two hours. That's I can't do that. I'm not a genius. Yeah, I think Um, we might have talked about this before, too, where like I hate that stereotype i hate the people who say like oh um i slept for two hours and then someone tries to beat you being like oh i only slept for one hour and someone's like oh i haven't slept in 72 hours kind of thing like sleep is important yeah it's it is actually very helpful like when you're trying to lose weight or like anything like it's it's impertinent to your health please sleep properly and even though i sleep only like five hours a night i'm i'm trying guys i swear yeah, my Fitbit thinks I'm like messed up right now. Um, in and house, I kind of am. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but they say that the longest person who's ever lived without sleep or like sleeping is for 11 days um, because you need sleep for your cells to regenerate. So essentially, you're getting dumber if you don't sleep. This explains so much. I'm so stupid right now. <laughs> yeah, just go to sleep. Don't wait till the last minute to study for things. Like, don't go proving to other people that you don't need to study kind of thing. So Jordan's the type of person in university who basically left everything to the last minute because he could just do it. And then he would drink like Red Bulls and Monsters to stay up all, like all night to do things. And Me. then he would run on like two hours of sleep. And then he'd be like, oh, but I like I'm functioning so well. I like everything's fine and everything. And um i should like sleep less less like sleep less more often so then like the behavior just like kept on like continuing continuing and he was like the type that really like he internalized information a lot better than i could so like the professor will explain it and he usually gets it the first time while like for me i had to like read it myself like before and afterwards to like really understand it to be able to be like tested on it so you're gonna have 
people with different learning styles in university. So if someone's like, oh, I studied for like 12 hours, like you don't need to be ashamed to want to study. But also I didn't learn that until like very late. Like I am also like the exact same type of person. I also left things to the last minute. Like I just had so many other things and like my priorities and studying habits were really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say up until like third and fourth year university, I was like, oh, now I know how to study. <laughs> um, and like I did so many all-nighters, even like my very last semester. I like, I think the week I was supposed to like be done school, I still pulled an all-nighter for a paper. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? But I didn't rely on Red Bull or Monster because I think that shit is gross. I relied on my anxiety to keep me up. So take that, Jordan. What I like to do when I prioritize, figure out like which is, I mean, everyone does this, but like which is due first, which can I do the quickest, uh, which is going to require like the least amount of effort and then make my way down. Yeah. Try to do like, like there's a lot of hours in the day. I know I am very hypocritical because I often tweet that there's not enough hours in the day, <laughs> but I, I think like. Yeah, I think it just comes down to like how you how you I manage things, which I think is a lesson too you will learn from university. Maggie's just tweeting that for the laughs and tweeting it to be relatable. The other thing is like everyone studies differently. So like what works for your friend might not work for you as well. Yeah, exactly. You're different um, people. Yeah. Um, you're gonna find that out in university. You're also gonna find out who your real friends are. Yeah. Again, don't let people say shit to you. I let people say so many shitty things to me, and like I beat myself up every day because I'm like, why did I take that? Like, I can't believe I let people like I barely knew say these things to me. Don't don't do it. Don't take shit from anyone. Like you're your own person. Like nothing's gonna happen to you for speaking out. Like defend yourself. You're priority number one. We love you. We care for you. But we are priority number one. You are. So moving on to our next segment, truth or lie. So what's going to happen is we're going to put our friendship to the test. We're going to read out some things that may have happened to us in university or may not have happened to us. And we're going to figure out if that was a truth or a lie. So we're each going to get three questions to ask before we do our final guess, up to three questions. Um, So we're each going to come up with some situations and take some turns. Okay, so Wanda, you go first. Read out your first situation. Okay, so my Domino's delivery driver delivered me a pizza at 2 a.m. and then messaged me on Tinder the next day. Truth or lie? What did you order from Domino's? Hawaiian. I'm a pineapple gal. Me too! Oh my god, we're soulmates. What time did he message you? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, I take that question back. <laughs> this um, was a long time ago, man. Wait, wait. <laughs> Were you already matched beforehand? Yes. You can't message someone if you can if you're not matched beforehand. Unless Yeah, I don't I don't know if you like went on Tinder and then you saw him that night, but so you already met so you recognize each other. Uh is that a question? Yes. Okay. I came out from a night out that night, so I was pretty intoxicated. And I had ordered the pizza because that's just what you do. Um, so I didn't recognize him really. I just saw like a white figure in the doorway who Ominous. gave me my pizza. And then the next day I was just like, oh, okay. This picture could look like him. Yeah, man, I used up my three questions. I have another one. Why did I ask <laughs> such stupid questions? <laughs> what, was your other, what, was your, what was your fourth question? What did he message you? Hey, I think I delivered you a pizza last night. Oh, that's so stupid. Um, I'm going to say true because of how stupid that was. 
You don't think I would make up a stupid lie? I mean, like, maybe, but it sounds like something that would happen to you. Yeah, that did happen to me. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> it was so weird. And then, like, I was like, oh, did you? And he's like, yeah, I also delivered your roommate a pizza at 4 a.m. And I was like, wow, <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Now he knows where you live. Yeah. Um, did you guys, like, go out? No, that was the end of that conversation. Oh, great. Okay, you go. Okay. Um, the first class I failed was in my first year semester, and it was an accounting class. When did you end up retaking the class? I retook it during summer. So I took it summer school. Um, I got my first summer internship, and then I would drive in the evening to Mac to retake that course. Why did you do better the second time? Because I knew the material. Why did you fail the first time? Because I didn't know how to study. (laughs) (laughs) These are like... Reasonable questions, but also bad questions. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, like, how what to ask about it to ascertain if it's like true or not. I think it's true. It is a lie. I have never failed a course. Oh, damn! Because I remember you saying that you retook something, but then it might have just been because you dropped it before you like failed it or something, such so that it didn't count. I swear you took first year econ in like fourth year or third year or something because you're like. Or like you took some class, some first year class later because you were like, oh, I dropped it. because Oh, I- so I was pursuing a health studies minor. And then I was like, wait a minute. I hate health studies. Why am I taking these courses? They're like, this, they're doing like so worse than like my normal courses. So I dropped it. And then I took a first year communications course in my fourth year. And fun fact, it was my first A+. Was that a weird flex that I was like, I took a first year course and I got an A+. <laughs> Yeah, when did you take that course? The first year one? Yeah. Um, my last semester of third year. <laughs> yeah, I think that isn't much of a flex. But also I'm like concerned why you think I failed a course. Like Because I swear, like I've heard you talk about like doing a first year course later. Yeah, communications. Yeah, but like, like accounting. But I did like <laughs> almost fail like first year accounting, to be fair. It was like my lowest mark I've ever got. <laughs> You're not. Um, so... My old boss bought me my first legal drink when I turned 19. Not very university related, but I was 19. So I was in university. Um, Was this on your actual birthday? No, I think my birthday was over the weekend or something. So I think this was on maybe like a Friday. What drink did you, did he buy you? A pina colada. Did you like it? Wait, I don't want this to be a question. <laughs> the drink? <laughs> um, or did, did I like my boss buying it for me? <laughs> oh, in what setting was this? What does that mean? Like, where did he buy this for you? Was it just you two? Like, were you at lunch, dinner? What is this? It was a team lunch. Wow, that could have gone real weird for a second. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad we don't have to cancel your old employer. Yeah. Um, I am going to say... No. I'm going to say it's a lie. You are wrong. Ah, it's, shit. Damn it. It's I the truth. I bought you your first legal drink. No, I actually have like a picture from that day too. Um. So I guess I was like really tight knit with that team. We went to Pickle Barrel, um, downtown Toronto, which that place held a very special place in my heart for a really long time because of it. But then the food got really bad. 
And I think because now of your first pina colada, that's why no, I had a it, special. The bar is low here, people. <laughs> it was, it was a good pina colada, and I had a really good burger. It was a turkey avocado burger, um, and it was really amazing. But then the next time I went back, they took it off the menu, and I was devastated because it was a really good burger. Okay, so my situation is, um, in my third year of university, I was studying in the silent section. Um, I took a nap. And I rubbed my eyes, and then the next day I had pink eye. Oh, I, was gonna, I thought it was going to be like you farted and be like, uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> elementary <laughs> school repeats itself. <laughs> yeah. Maggie really does not know how to hold in her gas. <laughs> Did anyone else have pink eye? No, not that I was aware of. Did you go to the doctor? Yes. That is how I was diagnosed with pink eye. I don't know. Maybe you self diagnosed pink eye. How did it affect your life? Like, did you still go to class and work and everything? No, I stayed home because I was like, oh, my God, I have pink eye. This is gross. I think it's true. This is true. <laughs> I need so I need more to the story. Um, I, I don't know what else there is to say. I, I was studying in the silent section and I rubbed my eye and got pink eye. <laughs> I don't, but I don't understand. Like, how? I I don't know. Like, this was like pre-COVID, so like I didn't. I mean, I don't wash my. I didn't wash my hands like after I touched everything. Um, so I guess I just like touched a lot of things that day, and I was like waking up, rub my eye, proceeded to study again, and then um, I went to the doctor, and I was like, hey, like something's going on with my eye. I don't think it's pink eye though. And the doctor was like, uh, yeah, it is. And he's like, have you been around children or something? Like, this is usually how you get it at this age. And I was like, no, I haven't at all. And he's like, oh, okay. So I'm like, fuck, now he thinks I'm a really unsanitary person. Um, Yeah, that's how I got pink eye in third year. This just goes back to the whole, like, universities are, or, like, schools in general are just cesspools of germs. Yeah, they're, they're pretty gross. Sometime in university, I don't remember when, discovered that I had a third nipple like Harry Styles. What do you mean, like, like same location? Or, like, is he the OG of the third nipples? Uh, well, he's OG for me because I didn't know they were a thing until Harry Styles talked about it. And that counts as a question, by the way. At what age did you discover this and how? So there was always, like, a, like, I always had a mole. I guess like on my chest and like but it was not like a regular mole it was a cool mole no I'm kidding um (laughs) it just like it felt different than my other moles and everything and I couldn't really like figure out what it was until like he said it and then like one day like something clicked inside my brain and I was like oh that's what it is who else knows about this third nipple well you now um and I think I told Jordan I think this is a lie it is true. What? No yeah, way. Yeah, I do. But you're never going to see it because it's like mostly covered up. It's right under my left boob. So it oh, get... no wonder. Yeah. So I... like it, you're never going to see it because it's like it's always going to get covered by a bathing suit or a bra or anything like ah. that. Okay. Because yeah. I was going to say I've seen you in a bathing suit and like I just Googled Harry Styles third nipple. I'm like, that doesn't seem like a location where your nipple would Where be is his it's like oh also right under his left i guess oh my god me and harry styles are soul sisters 
how do we know you and Harry Styles aren't the same person? I've never seen you guys in the same room. This Justin breaking news. <laughs> Wanda is Styles. a British white man. <laughs> <laughs> I just moonlight as an Asian female to run this podcast. <laughs> and we really appreciate you for it. So a student once asked if I was a TA and then proceeded to hit on me. What year was this? This was first year, the first time I ever dressed business formal for a presentation. <laughs> Why would a TA be in business formal all the time, personally? Um, what did he say to you to, like, hit on you? He said, oh, hey, are you the TA for this class? And I said, no. And he said, oh, well, I think you're really cute. Like, can I get your number? Was he attractive enough? such that you gave him your number or i guess no I, what was your what was your response to him i lied and said sorry i have a boyfriend i think it's a lie this is a lie but someone did mistake me for a ta i think it's the response part that cute like clued me in my response was sorry i have a boyfriend yeah i don't i think you'd be a lot more awkward in that situation i'm sorry what do you think I'd say? Uh, no. <laughs> no, but I feel like you'd be like, I don't know. I feel like you'd just be more awkward about it. Like, it doesn't, like, I don't know. Like, you, I think you handled it too well. You could be like, uh, no, sorry, <laughs> I can tell you. Yeah. yeah, that seems more like a Maggie first year response. <laughs> That's so funny. But actually, I was in the bathroom, and I was actually in, like, business formal stuff, and this girl came up to me, and she's like, hey, are you a TA? Like, do you know where to get to this room? Like, also, are you my TA? And I said, no, I don't know who you are. Like, I'm in first year. And she was like, what? You're in first year? Oh, my God. I thought you were a TA. Like, I'm in first year. I'm like, okay. Calm down, people. I get it. I'm old. Yeah, cute identity crisis. Yeah, that, that was rough. That's funny, though. I like, she was so aggressive in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, I'm just trying to wash my hands. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Those were good. Yours were more university-related. Mine was just, like, in the realm of university age. <laughs> well, that is truth or lie. Maggie and Wanda style. I'll take pics of Wanda's third nipple next time. Oh my god. Thank you, JK. Thanks for joining us today. We don't know who won Truth or Lie because we're terrible at keeping score. But the question or questions of the week is Did you have a similar university experience? Was university the best years of your life? We hope not. Yeah. But. <laughs> It, it gets way better after university, guys. Like, yeah. We hope we hope it got better for you. Yeah. Anyways, like always, like us, subscribe, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, watch us on YouTube for the full effects, and like us on wherever you get your social media because Maggie works really hard to develop clout and we need to support her. Because we're all about support on this podcast. Yeah. Thanks for also listening. Also me. I don't care about social media. <laughs> also me. Follow us on social media. <laughs> uh, well, we're, we're hypocrites. So yeah. thanks for listening again this week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.